Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Happy Friday. Welcome in to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We're coming to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios right here on the north side of the Garden City. I'm Andrew Houghton. Colter Nuanez is out today. Why? He's heading over to Moscow. Big game this weekend over on the Palouse. You might have heard. Battle for the Little Brown Stein tomorrow night. Big enough game that ESPN, the mothership, decided to come in and put it on ESPN, too. So a nationally televised game between the number three Vandals and the number 16 Grizzlies tomorrow night kicking off tomorrow evening. Big show for you today. You'll you'll still hear plenty from Colter Nuanez. He'll get things started uh, with our normal Friday co-host, Rajim Seabrook. Not sure what those guys are talking about. Just says around the wide world of sports. Probably a little NFL, high school football, maybe some hip-hop history. I never know what direction those guys are going to go in. But it'll be something good for you. That's coming up in just a couple minutes. We'll also hear from Key Christensen, quarterback of the Dylan Beavers. Dylan, still undefeated in Class A. One of the biggest stories in high school football from around the state. We'll hear from their signal caller. We'll also check in. Mentioned it was a big game over on the Palouse. No bigger star in that game than Idaho wide receiver Hayden Hatton. Consensus All-American a year ago. Third in the Big Sky Conference in receiving yards this season. Having a great encore to his breakout season last year. We'll hear from him in the third segment. Second hour. 
another Friday staple. Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, will lead off that hour. We'll also hear a little bit of the Big Sky, the Big Sky breakdown with myself, Coulter Nuanez, or with myself, Andrew Houghton, as well as Coulter Nuanez. I get sitting in this chair and I turn the mic on, and suddenly I just, I just, I got to put myself in Coulter's head because otherwise. I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it's tough talking on the radio to so many of you guys. But if Coulter can do it, I can do it. So I, I just put myself in in that headspace. Uh, but I am Andrew Houghton. We'll hear from myself and Coulter Nuanez breaking down that Montana-Idaho game a little bit in the second hour as well. And then we'll get you out. Maybe a little Grizz soccer update. Maybe a little playoff baseball update. Maybe a little Grizz hockey update. Grizz hockey back in action tonight. Taking on the Bobcats. We got rivalry games all over this weekend. Montana State University Bobcats coming to Glacier Ice Rink tonight. Puck drop at 7.30 p.m. So after the show, I'll be hustling over there to produce that for our guy Jeff Safford on the call. So you'll want to keep listening right here to 102.9 ESPN Radio. If you can't get over to the Glacier Ice Arena tonight, head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings. B-dubs right across the street from us up here on the north side, right off North Reserve on Radio Way here in Missoula. They'll be carrying every Grizz hockey game this season. So if you want to go, get some wings, get some apps, get some drinks. They've got a great bar there at Buffalo Wild Wings as well. They'll also have specials going throughout every Grizz hockey game this season. So whether Grizz hockey is on the road or at home like tonight and you just can't get over to the Glacier Ice Rink, Head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings again, right off North Reserve here on Radio Way. Here's Colton Juana's Rajim Seabrook to get your Friday started. Well, so much to get to today and uh, not a lot of time to do it. So let's just get rolling. First of all, let's pay some bills. Let's make the sponsors happy. Also something we really enjoy anyways. It's the Garden City Spotlight here on Nuana's Now. Presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for our members to take part in and benefit from. Rajim Seabrook joining us here on this Friday. Oftentimes, we have Garden City Spotlight featuring interviews with the various head coaches from around uh, Missoula. But uh, we wanted to just highlight what's been going down because there's a logjam right now in the middle of the uh, the Western AA here uh, as we come down the stretch run. Last week, a couple uh, big-time games, and uh, Missoula Big Sky and Missoula Sentinel both lost these games. Helen Capital... Drilled Big Sky. That was a little surprising. I thought I did think Capital would be a favorite in that game. I didn't think they were going to win thirty-three to seven. So mm-hmm. uh, Big Sky's got to figure out how to pick themselves back up. They they were Big Sky's won the three games they were supposed to win against Belgate, Belgrade, Hellgate, and Flathead. Uh, the Eagles in the mix completely down the stretch with Sentinel and um, Butte, uh, but turnover riddled games against CMR and Capital are what has Big Sky at three and four. Sentinel. Looked like they were rolling, and they were rolling right after they lost to Gallatin. Uh, but then it's been uphill sled in the last couple weeks. The Spartans lose to Butte High School, and Butte sits there at number three in the state and number one in the West right now. And then Sentinel follows it up. Helena High comes back alive. I thought Helena High was dead and gone, and I thought Helena High was going to be one of the best teams in the West this year. Instead, they cut off to a really tough start. That one of the toughest non-conferences they had to play Bozeman right out the gate, and uh, then when the uh, Bengals lost thirty-five nothing to Capital, I thought, oh man, stick a fork in them. Well, they've won two in a row since then. Now they're sitting at four and three as well. So here we are. 
You got Sentinel at four and three, Big Sky at four and three, or uh, excuse me, Big Sky at three and four, and Capital at four and three. So uh, Rajim's a, a coach over there at Sentinel. Uh, pretty tight in the West right now. It's like Butte Glacier, and then everybody else is kind of jammed up together. You got a Wolverine, a Honey Badger, and a Porcupine <laughs> all trapped in one corner right now. And that's those are the three aforementioned high schools. And right now, the next two weeks, it's going to be those three fighting for every inch, yard, point, field goal, what have you, to 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 gain some um, some comfort in the playoff seedings to come. Uh, you know, Sentinel has been nothing short of dominant over the last uh, couple of years. Yep. You know, back to back state titles, uh, always in the mix, always a very strong program. Uh, but this year, it is it has not been what it was of of the specters of the past. But you get the playoffs, then. You might still make, be but, able to make a run. That's oh, what absolutely, this and that's and this, that's what it's all, all about. This all comes down to who's playing the best in three weeks. Who's playing the best in three weeks? Yeah. But right now, in order to be there in three weeks and to be comfortable right. and, and going in with some momentum, and I would dare say team rhythm, you got to win. You just got to win. Yeah. And for for the the three schools that you mentioned, Coulter and you know Sparta, my personal favorite. It's it's got to be a dogfight. Yeah. It's going to be a dogfight. Uh, Sentinel uh, hosts. Actually, no. Hellgate hosts Sentinel tonight. It's always right. weird when it's a uh, crosstown rival. Um, senior night for Hellgate. It's going to be a big game. And regardless of Hellgate's record, you know they're going to play tough and try to play spoiler on some level. That's right. And then Sentinel ends uh, next week, uh, the regular season on the road up in Glacier, which will have tremendous implications and possible ramifications uh, depending on who comes out um, um, on top. So as we record this Garden City Spotlight here on Friday, I had uh, forgotten so the schedule this year has been super hard to to keep track of because this is a little PSA for everybody out there. We say this every year, but I really hope people listen to this. We have an issue right now with officials in, yes. in Montana, especially in Western Montana. Yes. So we're having a bunch of games getting flexed into Thursdays, and sometimes you don't really know when. I mean, Anaconda Loyola got flexed to Thursday this week because they didn't have anybody to officiate it. And this the flex for to Thursday for the Glacier Big Sky game actually happened earlier this year mm-hmm. because they knew it was Sentinel Hellgate uh, in Missoula. So th- that's more of a natural scheduling thing. That's fine. But but still, the PSA is if you can or you want to be involved in sports in any please, way, especially high school sports, please do it. I know there's a lot of people that say, well, I don't, why would I want to go do this? Why would I want to uh, get yelled at? Well, first of all, like I always say, if you do a good job, if you're, if you're into it, people will generally give you grace. And if you're good at it, you won't have any problems. At all. And if you know the game and you understand the game at all, this is a great way to, first of all, be involved still. Second of all, though, it's a great way to learn more about the game. I mean, some of my favorite people to talk sports with are high school referees. Yeah, because they see the game from a totally different perspective. I, I got three buddies that are all high school basketball refs. That's how I get most of my information. Who's good? Because they, they watch the whole thing. I mean, they're watching more intently than anybody, and they don't have a bias that's not their kid or their rival or whatever. So they can tell you, oh, this kid's really good. That kid over there at Flathead's awesome. The kid over at Bozeman, you got to see him, you know? So it's and mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great way to be involved, and I hope this people just kind of realize that. Yeah, we've uh, we've speaking of flex, and we've had a couple of Thursday games. Yeah, totally. And, and then you know, going back to Loyola, they've had a couple of Saturday games. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree with what what you just said, Coulter. Anyone who's out there. Uh, please, uh, the sport and the community is more, more, more importantly, the kids need you. Yeah. The kids need you. So Thursday scoreboard, uh, including a garden city team, Missoula big city. I did play glacier last night, glacier all over them. 56, 21 Wolfpack have scored at least 40 points every single week since they lost to Butte high. So that's a high powered offense. Have you seen this quarterback yet? I mean, I guess you guys are going to see him next week, but this kid's a rare talent. Jackson Presley moved here from California. I mean, this kid comes in. He's got offers from Texas A&M and Florida State already. I mean, 
That doesn't happen in Montana. He's like sunshine from Friday Night with Sunshine. <laughs> like that's totally it's what so he reminds true, me of. Yeah, I mean he's he is super legit. legit as a sophomore, and he's throwing like four or five touchdowns a week. But Glacier's Glacier has it all the way surrounded with uh, unbelievable uh, talent as well. So. Um, Big Sky now uh, really needs to get back on track, sitting at uh, three and five. Other Thursday scores for you: Class A Whitefish Polson, good one. And Polson's had a down year, ex- to be expected, because they lost their unbelievably good quarterback Jarrett Wilson. Polson gets on top of Whitefish, 29-26 in overtime. And then that game in Anaconda. Anaconda was coming off their first win of the year. Loyola uh, has was so good, and then had ha- had some some adversity because they went to overtime with Whitehall, and Whitehall's not very good. And then they lost to Eureka, but Loyola gets back on the winning side of things. Uh, Forty. It's our Garden City Spotlight. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with me. Colter Duana is here uh, in the ESPN MT studio. It's presented uh, by the Montana Educators Credit Union. You don't have to be a teacher to be a part of the Montana Educators Credit Union. Membership is open to residents of all the following counties. Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders counties. MECU big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know all about your specific needs. Montana Educators Credit Union is invested in our communities, and they love supporting high school sports, especially high school golf, as well as the Jaden Fred Foundation. Switch to MECU today, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NCUA uh, insured. No time for much more high school stuff, uh, although uh, we'll certainly get into it heavy early next week and late next week. Usually when we go around the wide world of sports with Rajim, we're talking NFL, NBA, and uh, you know whatever else might land on our radar. But here we are now. We're into the second half of the college football season. And we get revelatory judgment-style games every single Saturday for the next five weeks when it comes to the Big Sky Conference. Yes, sir. It starts this Saturday in Moscow, Idaho. Can the Grizz prove that they really did turn a corner last week? Or can Idaho prove they really are one of the best teams in the country? Then both those teams got buys, but the Cats got to go to Sacramento State. That's going to be verse number two versus number four. Then the following week, Idaho and Montana State play in Moscow. That's going to teach us a bunch. Then Sac State comes to Missoula. We'll have our ESPN College game day here uh, for a night game in November, which is going to be completely lit in Missoula. And uh, then, of course, the Cats get Eastern Washington, the Grizz go to Portland State, and then boom, the clash, the brawl of the wild back for yet another year. So every single Saturday, we're going to find out more. And I just think it's so sweet that right now in the national polls, Cats are number two, Idaho's number three, Sac State's number four. The Grizz are sitting here at number 16, but rising after beating a ranked UC Davis team. Davis is still in the polls. Eastern's flirting with the polls. There's a lot of great teams in the big sky, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be a big one in Moscow on Saturday. For lack of a better word, just drama-infused. Like, everything just has so many implications. Football, for me, is the sport that, outside of mixed martial arts and boxing, is the the sport that exposes you and your program the quickest. That's right. Right? And I think that next, I would say this week and two weeks from tomorrow... Those games are going to expose the programs for what they are yep. and for not what we want them to be. So the next couple of games are going to be very um, instrumental in, in in how people view, but also in how teams going uh, will play going into November. Yep. And I tell you what, man, it's, it's lightning and thunder across the Big Sky Conference right now. Blackfoot Communications, one of our awesome partners here at Missoula Broadcasting, they have all sorts of great stuff going on, especially to help you if you own a small business in Western Montana. They like to introduce... Smart Biz, pretty easy to remember. It's the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com backslash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. So 
from an X's and O's standpoint, you're, you're great. At the X's and O's stuff as a, a, a coach. Thank you. The uh, of course the last week's matchup was fascinating, both sides of the ball, because UC Davis came in and they watched the Idaho State film and they said, okay, all these guys want to do is just run it. They're going to run zone read and, and just run with their 240 pound quarterback. We're putting nine in the box. Beat us, Clifton McDowell. We're daring you to beat us. Please, please throw. And guess what? He did. He threw. He did. Yes, and, he did. Uh, Aaron Fonts goes off. He's the Big Sky Player of the Week. Keelan White goes off. He scores a touchdown, both of them over 90 yards. I mean, it's been since our boy Sammy and Kim and, and Samori Torrey were playing for the Grizz that they had two guys over 90 yards in the same game. So, I mean, that's four or five years ago. So, uh, you got – so th- that was a big step off offensively. My question for you, though, is on the other side. The Grizz have been running a bunch more combo coverages, cover twos, cover threes. Yes. In the last five years, they've been doing nothing but, man, quarters. Man. That's what they're playing, just quarters. Mm-hmm. And blitzing and all this. Well, now they're playing combos, and uh, it's it's an interesting adjustment for sure. UC Davis runs a West Coast offense. So now it's just about tackling in space. The Grizz did that phenomenally well uh, last week, especially in the second half. They also did a great job making breaks on balls, batting them down. Absolutely. That's what won them the game. They, they held at UC Davis at three points after halftime, and that's what won them the game. Mm-hmm. Idaho... Doesn't run any of that stuff. Idaho runs a bunch of RPO. Idaho's like the Philadelphia Eagles of the of the Big Sky Conference. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. They're, just, they're, just, they're trying to pound the rock on the inside, but then boom, Giovanni McCoy pulls it. He's rolling. He's throwing. They gash people so much up the seams and stuff like that. So break down that matchup for us. A team that likes to RPO and throw it right to the middle of the field. How does that match up with a team that runs a bunch of combo zone type coverages on the back end? Actually. It doesn't change. Sure, sure. It, it really doesn't change because you're going one way, you're cutting back. You're doing sure. this and you're doing that. Whether it's you're running power or you're pulling it out, it doesn't matter. When you're talking about these, both of these um, respective programs in, in, in Davis and in Idaho, you have guys that are freakishly athletic, that can that can run and do things that most other humans like me and you, we right. can't do it unless right. we're playing Madden, right? That's, that's the difference is that... It, 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 you know, the scheme versus the scheme, you're right. It, it's sort of a wash. It's that when Hayden Hatton is running at the cover two, he's 6'4", 210, and he, you know, as Andrew described him, he's got flypaper on his hands. I mean, Absolutely. The, the dude just goes up and gets it. So sometimes it doesn't even matter what scheme you run. If they throw the ball up there, this guy just can jump higher and has better hands than you, so he's just going to go get it. I think this week uh, what the Grizz would need to do is disguise their coverage. Go sure. go man two, cover one. Sure. You know, go man on one side, go, go, you know, play a zone to the other and confuse the quarterback to now you see me, now you don't, there he yep. is, there he won't. And I think that that is something that – I want to challenge the maturity and the reading of a field in the quarterback from Idaho. Have you matured? Are you able to do that? And yes, he is. He's he's been so good this year. But I think that the Grizz athletically, their defensive backfield can kind of play some Jedi mind tricks with this kid. And I think that the Grizz right now are also starting to gel a bit more as a team and play more cohesive. And coming off last week's uh, 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 win against a ranked uh, a nationally ranked opponent who's also in your conference that that propels you going into this week. Um, they, it's a tall order. Geo's nice, yeah, for sure. He is he is he is nice. His release is ridiculous. He should be playing baseball. Not I'm not saying I'm not advocating for him to switch, but if you watch the way he throws, no, for sure. I would love. He's got the long, weird woo, kind of wind up. I love it. Throws darts, darts. Darts. Now, that's something that the Grizz are going to have trouble with, especially if he's starting in the short to intermediate game, which is where I feel Idaho would need to go to gain success. Hit him on the underneath and let your athletes run in space under, um, um, under underneath that coverage. That's scary for the Grizz, who I think 
need, haven't been getting as much pressure up front as they need to do to thwart such efforts. That's that's the game right now is between that first and second layer of the defense for the Grizz. Can they stop the short to intermediate stuff, let alone the gash things that you were talking about? Because they're going to take their shots anyway downfield to try to gash you and take that momentum and pendulum swing. But for now, take the short to intermediate routes and make the Grizz try to chase you. James Seabrook, rolling with us here on Nuance Now, ESPN Radio. Jamari McCoy, the uh, Jerry Rice Award winner a year ago as the top freshman in the FCS. I I hear this all the time. Coaches are so funny. They always talk about, well, it's super hard to recruit this position, that position, this position. We've been talking about this all season long with the Grizz. I I do think Clifton McDowell's coming into his own, uh, and I do think he's a a unique weapon in the big sky because he's, he's this rumbling big dude who actually throws a little better than you think. You can certainly win games with him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you also have, we've seen, every team the Grizz have played, every team the Cats have played, they have such sweet quarterbacks. They got dudes. I mean, Idaho State's a one-win team, and that kid is slaying it. Dude. I mean, he's slaying it from multiple different arming. I mean, I think he's got the best arm I've seen so far, live and in person, just in terms of pure arm strength. I know he throws it kind of funny, but the arm angle thing is actually what makes you a more of a pro this day and age. The Patrick then, Mahomes flick. Exactly. And then you see, I mean, you see Miles Hastings last week from UC Davis. I mean, this kid Dude, is like a nice. computer. He's just he's boom, nice. boom, 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 never flustered, getting through his reads. I guess what I'm saying is sometimes I think that coaches make it too complicated. They go to these recruiting hotspots. They go to these camps and stuff like that. That's all <laughs> Good. Showcases. Sometimes you got to go places where other people aren't, right? You got to go to places that, like, for example, the other week when uh, when Montana State played against Portland State, mm-hmm. Sean Chambers for the Cats versus Dante Sachere for Portland State, both two of the sweetest quarterbacks in the country. Such sweet athletes. Sick, sick Alex athletes. Alex Esselman, one of our good friends here, is now reporting for the Big Sky Conference. She did this sweet feature story about how these guys are from the inner city outside central, uh, like the, the Stockton, California area, yep. right outside Fresno. Yep. A lot of coaches don't go there. It's mm. it's a little bit of a downtrodden place. Maybe some would say dangerous. Okay, whatever. You look at the guys you get out of there, though. These dudes both, what do they got? They got toughness. They're from somewhere where this means something to them more than anything. Mm-hmm. They got edge. And so that's what I'm saying. When I'm looking at Giovanni McCoy, he's from Lawndale, California. I mean, he he went to uh, Lawndale High School, right right outside of Compton. Right. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going there to recruit. They might go there. They're going there to recruit Dominguez High School for, for basketball, for sure. But not oh, necessarily for football. This is what I'm saying. Like, you might go there and say, oh, that's just an inner city program where these guys aren't going to be that developed. They're not college ready. Giovanni McCoy was not college ready when he came to college. Guess what, though? You give him a year worth of develop- development, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'm just saying these coaches should overturn rocks a little bit more. Go to places where maybe are less recruited. You might have some gems, because I just named three guys in the big sky. There are three of the best quarterbacks in the league that hardly got recruited by anybody. Go recruit these guys. I like to call it athletic redlining. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it. For sure. I'm just saying it. No one's going to Compton for to... to, to right. And there's there's reasons for that, and that's another show and possibly a podcast down right. the road, my friend. But there's reasons why these kids aren't aren't being sought out. There's reasons why um, programs aren't going into these communities in these neighborhoods. I don't want to, you know. Well, I mean, it's a similar dynamic to, um, I mean, inner city stuff aside, as Montana, right? I mean, the state of Montana has produced great high school players forever and ever and ever, and so Without often, so often that same red lining just around Montana. Nobody comes here to recruit anybody because you're in the middle of nowhere. And I feel I feel that way about Montana, particularly with basketball, for sure. Right, I, I, you know, because I, I think for a young man that played football in this state, there's enough. There are enough um, NAIA schools that yeah. heavily recruit in state right. basketball. On the other hand, I totally. think it's it's a shame that more Montana kids are, aren't getting recruited. Young women, in particular, who, sure. who the ones who have left Montana have 
gone on to do pretty good things no and doubt. pretty big programs no around doubt. the nation. No doubt. And I just think from that perspective for basketball, it's it's a shame that the redlining continues because it's it's so rural, it's so out of the way, there's not enough competition, and it's it's weird. It's there, very weird. There's a reason, though, that four Frontier Conference programs are in the top 20 and that Carroll College in the last couple of years has played for the national title and that Montana Tech the last two years has been the Elite Eight. There's a reason for that because the guys that are falling through the cracks at the D1 level from Montana are going there and they're becoming elite NAIA players. I thought about this so much though. Like, if a guy like Alex Germer was a 6'8 shooter, who's, you know, he's, I mean, he's 13 threes in a game. Yeah. I, I know you can say, okay, it's just against Montana competition, whatever. He still made 13, 13 threes, in a, threes in a game. Period. That this dude is in Seattle and he still is a D1 guy. He went to Montana State and now, yeah. he's, now he's on his way to College of Idaho. So he's going to be playing for the defending national champs, Missoula yep. Sentinel product. But if he's, you know, at, at you know, Snohomish High School or, you know, whatever, <laughs> he's he's getting offers from everybody. Absolutely. So like there's, I guess that what I'm saying is Tyler Patterson right now plays for the Cats. He's, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a good, solid player in mm-hmm. the big sky. He's from Seattle. This dude had 10 D1 offers coming out of high school. He's not that much different of a player than Alex Germer or Sam Bagley. Connor Dick's a little shorter than those guys, but Connor Dick's more versatile than those. I mean, there's this Absolutely. guys. Very, very correct on guys that. Guys in Montana that are just, uh, they're good. I don't know. I, I, I love that. I'm derailing us a little bit right now, but I just wanted to get your perspective on that because I just do think there is talent in places maybe that people uh, just don't go to for a variety of different reasons. You know, even though I spent half my life in Montana, you know how I, what I feel about that? Uh, just to give it some polarity, uh, Northeast football. No yeah. one ever talks about the developing kids from like New York, right? Or or cities. I mean, they get their offers, but again, when you think about the Northeast, the first thing you think about when you think about recruitment is basketball because it's such a mecca for basketball. And now it it gets redlined athletically for football. You know, it's it's yep. just it's 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 interesting. We should we should do a podcast on that. Well, absolutely. Uh, well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. One more PSA for you. We're just getting all these into. We're just getting all these in to make sure that you guys are educated. Uh, the folks down at Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug, it's the same uh, ownership group and the same head pharmacist. Corey and his team do a great job. Mm. And uh, first of all, I got to say, when you when you think local, think local pharmacy too, because I think people really in Missoula, especially, are into shopping local. Mm-hmm. We love going to our local places, our local breweries, all that sort of stuff. Yes, sir. Well, it makes a difference for pharmacies, too. The big box store pharmacies, they just, they're treating you like a number and like a commodity, not like a person. You can actually have a pharmacist that cares about you, that can help you with what you want if you go to Lolo Drug and, Lo- and uh, Palmer's Drug. The other thing they want people to know, though, is there's been so much controversy about vaccines, and I'm not trying to have a vaccine conversation right now. They just want you to know that if you have any vaccine questions, period. They're not trying to talk you in or out of anything. They, if you just want to know the science behind vaccines, call Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug. Uh, whether it's flu shots or just your MMR, any of the basic uh, immunizations, Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug are here uh, to answer your uh, questions. All right, so a little bit more about this Montana-Idaho game. I need a shot to be better looking. Can they, <laughs> can they, hook, a, can they hook an old man up? Uh, by the way, uh, I didn't give you... Uh, an amino energy today. Thank the stars, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We, we're drinking Florence coffee instead because uh, last week I gave Raj a little amino energy and he texted me like six hours later. It was like, I hate you. It's like my eyelids are clicking. I don't know what to do. He's <laughs> like, you took me to the moon. So uh, anyways, it's uh, it's Friday. That means it's a Florence coffee company Friday and uh, we appreciate uh, Floco. Yes, yes. For their uh, continued support. 
They're giving away free drinks at Florence Coffee. What? Florence Coffee is excited to announce their newest hut on South Reserve is open to celebrate their buying you one 12-ounce drink of your choice. Come in the new location, 3150 South Reserve, across from the Larchmont Golf Course, anytime through October 20th. So that's next Friday. You can order any 12-ounce drink on the menu at no charge, Florence Coffee. Find the open at South Reserve. Stop in uh, today. Okay, Grizz, Idaho. I want to talk not about necessarily the matchup as much as the ramifications of the matchup. First of all, it's a it's at the same time a fascinating dynamic and a referendum on the momentum of the Grizz football program that the Grizz going to Moscow is going to be considered an upset. That shows you how fast things can change. The Grizz have been the, one of the programs in the conference. Idaho's been... You know, since they dropped back down, been getting beat up left or right. It's been almost, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's almost an element of humor to it because you're like, oh, you guys were in the FBS. And now you have an FBS roster playing in the FCS and you guys still go two and six in conference. Like, figure it out. Well, they got a new coach, Jason Neck. They're rolling and uh, now they're number three in the country. But that dynamic is interesting. The fact that the Grizz actually go in as the underdog Under. into this game. But I, I want to ask you just about the, the results. Yes. Idaho win, really, af- really affirming for the Vandals. Yes. Idaho lost, then you limp into your bye a little bit, and you got the Cats coming to town, so you got to get right. But could be an eye-opener for them as well. A Grizz loss, okay, I think the fact you won last week, it's actually okay, because I think most people expect you to lose this game, yes. and you're still not completely... If you lose last week and then lose this week, now you're in the break. Now you have to win every other game of the rest oh, of your yeah. schedule oh, yeah. to even have a chance at the playoffs. Now you can afford to drop one, but you don't want to. But a Grizz win, all of a sudden Darth Vader and the Death Star back, right? I mean, <laughs> they, like for real, though, all of a sudden, Coach Alk is saying, hey, remember when you guys were, everybody was ripping us to shreds when we got beat up at NAU? Well, guess what? We just went to the Kibbe Dome and won. And here we are, 7-1. We're top five in the country. We're going to our bye. Let's bring it on. So just break down the ramifications of this thing on both sides for Idaho and Montana. It's so polarizing either which way and for both teams. The Grizz do it. It's upset special, but it's an expected upset special, if you you know what I mean. Isn't that the truth, right? People would be like, people would say, oh, the Grizz are an underdog, and it was an upset that they beat Idaho, but basically no one would be like, well, I'm shocked by that. Right. Like, if Bobby Halk goes and beats Idaho, nobody's going to be shocked by that. Coach Halk has beat Idaho, I believe, every single time he's ever played Idaho, except last year right. in Missoula. So, it's, that's, I kind of go there, but it, it, just saying that, it's still a head-scratcher, right? Because it's, the expectation is, you're supposed to beat Idaho, but Idaho ranked and position-wise is better, are better than the Grizz. That's so, right. we got to get up for the downstroke on this one, folks. If Idaho wins, it's a win-win. We beat the big brother, one of the big brothers of the Big Sky Conference. We're we're moving on up like we're the Jeffersons, and it's 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 the reverse pendulum as as you spoke to uh, Coulter a few moments ago. If this happens, it's an upset, but it's an unexpected upset. Right. <laughs> it's it, again because of who they are and who they're playing, and then just the histrionics of the relationship between these two programs on the field. Um, it's a really confounding uh, scenario when you think about it. Yes. It's really confounding. If the Grizz come out on top, though, I think this is the little boost, the little extra nos, if you will. Yeah. That can propel them to a different echelon. I mean, isn't that crazy? If the Grizz win, then they get a bye. Perfect timing for a Perfect bye. timing. Then they get Northern Colorado, who's the worst, one of the two worst teams in the league. Soup can. Coming, coming to Missoula. Come and get it. Boom. See so, so now you're you're like almost guaranteed to be 8-1. and one. Yep. And then... You are also a top five team with Sacramento State coming to town. 
can Sac State navigate these next couple weeks playing the Cats? And, and, you know, can Sac State get to that game and, mm-hmm. and maintain their top 10 mm-hmm. ranking? But then it's like, well, if the Grizz are 8-1 and one with Sac State coming to town for a night game, Montana's not underdog anymore. Montana's going to be favored in that game. And then you take your, the show out on the road to Portland State, and oh, oh my gosh, the art of momentum, which is the thing... Energy. We've been critical of Bobby Howe for sure because they have been stuck in the mud in terms of some of the stuff that they've been doing, you know, offensively and stuff. But here's the thing I always give credit to Coach Howe for. I will never stop giving him credit for this. The art of building momentum within the scope of a season and building belief until by the time you reach November and December, you do not believe that you can possibly be beat. He is among the best coaches I have ever been around in any sport at that element. So if they could pos- that 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 whole art of building momentum though it starts this week if they could do it now I have, all of a sudden you could have a nine and one Grizz team going into Cat Grizz if they don't do it they're gonna have to reset and really get the momentum back yeah I think what what my assumption is that Bobby Houck is letting go some of the hard constructs that he's had on this program is being a little bit more transmorphic if you will For sure like you've got to work within the confines I think the best coaches in the world never say play in my system it's like okay I have these players in the system how do I get the best That's out right. of them and I think uh, last week's display was a great example of that like those boys I haven't seen them fly around like that all year and again lesser opponents. Sure. So uh, the wizardry, the sorcery that you speak of that Bobby Houck does wield and yield at times. That's the other part. Uh, they, they have been playing to their competition. Guess what? They got their best competition, so maybe they'll bring out the best on Saturday. It, you know what? Good programs, strong people of character, mind, and body always rise to that challenge. The other thing I've been so impressed with with this Grizz team is that they, they did experience early adversity, and one of the hardest parts about playing at Montana is navigating that. Like yes. when you lose your conference opener to NAU and you're supposed to win by three touchdowns, mm-hmm. the world comes crashing down. Hard. Because Missoula cares. And Missoula's also crazy. Like Missoula people go get all manic and like, oh my God, the Grizz are terrible. What are we going to do? And then they only beat Idaho State by eight the next week. Oh my gosh, this Grizz team isn't any good. And it's so easy to criticize. Handling all that's tough for the, the young men. But I will say I really appreciate this group of the senior guys on the Grizz football team, uh, especially some of the ones that have been around for a long time. Levi Janicaro, Braxton Hill, these guys, th- th- you know, they... Grinders. Janicaro talked about on the show this week. He said, man, I am just trying to enjoy the moment every day. It's not about what we did or what we're going to do. I know right now. that my time as right a Montana now. Grizzly is finite. It is yes. ticking down. It only has a couple weeks left, and I'm just trying to enjoy it. And I appreciate that about these guys so much. Yeah, I, I, I say that to some of my players sometimes. Yesterday is over and tomorrow's not guaranteed. We, we got to go for today. And and in, in those moments, man, sometimes that, that it's construct of time. We did that last night at our team dinner. Uh, yep. I spoke to Dane, and he then liked the message I gave him and spoke to the boys. Like, this is our last home regular season team dinner, seniors. Right. And then all Crazy. of a sudden, the body language, the nonverbals in the room changed, Colter. Yes. yeah. You know, the realization, the reality of something becoming finite after doing this for so many years. And for some of those guys, this is it. They're, it. they're not going to play at, on the collegiate level. Yep. So the realization, the actualization of what's of what what uh, the implications and anything else that ends in ION um, are, are, are on the table so visibly and, and, and you can just smell and taste it. The Grizz are ready for this one. Last thing for you, Reggie Seabrook in studio with us here on the Watch Now ESPN Radio. Uh, the Giants at Bills on Sunday Night Football. They're uh, 15 and a half point dogs. Here's what. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this show was brought to you by I'm getting out of here.com. Why you gotta end why you gotta end my segment? Oh, I'm sorry, why, man. I don't, dude. Here's the thing I was gonna dude. tell you. I was gonna tell you though, I'm gonna bet on the Giants you, to cover. Do you see that like paper cut knife dagger you just did to your brother on the I, other end of this mic? I, what? I, I, I'm I, I'm trying to tell you, I'm gonna bet on the Giants to cover. Cause just because I just don't think they're they're gonna lose by like twelve instead of fifteen and a half. They're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, it's not a matter of they're gonna lose. Here's by how here's much. Here's the thing. Here's, the, here's the good news you, for you. Do though. you see who's hurt though? Go ahead, go ahead, go Here, ahead. Here's the good news go for ahead, you. Go ahead, go ahead. The Giants are so bad. They're so bad. That's great news if you're an NFL fan. Well, the worst thing you can be is okay. I know the Vikings are gonna figure out a way to go six and eleven this year and get like the number eleven pick. Oh, That's dude. stupid. The Giants should doubt Daniel Jones is hurt. We're done. Send it up the river. We're done. Unless Tyrod Taylor becomes a reincarnation of Randall Cunningham, we are looking at that go beautiful 15, first man. round draft pick. Go, go two and fifteen oh, and try to get God. a top three pick. Oh, that, that's what you need. It's it. I, I, look, man. <laughs> All the adjustments, all the new management, all the different draft picks, Gettleman toxicity out of the building. And you know what we're doing? Sitting in the north end zone chilling with Jimmy Hoffer because we're dead. <laughs> That's where he is, ladies and gentlemen. The Giants of Jimmy Hoffa are still bar- buried in the Meadowlands out there in East Rutherford. Dude, we're, it's Dias de las Muertas. <laughs> the day of the dead for those guys, man. Uh, it's over. It's over. I, I, I have nothing for... Th- nothing, man. Nothing. I mean... How do you call yourself a professional organization? Man. I've been a Giants fan my whole life. My family bleeds blue on the East Coast. Like, come on. Wow. Like, it's it's bad football. It's bad. It is bad really football. Bad. Really bad. New Orleans Valley Spin Radio. Set a hellgate tonight. If you need something to do, head on down to Missoula. Come and Park watch. Stadium. Rajiv Seabrook uh, here with us on this Friday. Coming up next, Dillon High School, number one in Class A. They had Woo. a big win over Hamilton last week. Keith Christensen, the quarterback of the Dillon Beavers, joins us next. Keep it right here. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Happy, happy to have you here with us on a Friday. I'm Andrew Houghton, stepping in for Coulter Nuanez. Coulter on his way over to Moscow. Idaho Vandals hosting Mon- the Montana Grizzlies. 
tomorrow evening in the Kibbe Dome. Huge game. Idaho all the way up to number three in the country. Grizz sitting at number 16. Vandals came to Washington Grizzly Stadium last year and took back the Little Brown Stein. So Colter Nwan is not in studio with you today, but I'm happy to be here. Still plenty to hear from Colter Nuanez, including right now a little transition from college football back into the high school ranks. Key Christensen is the quarterback of the undefeated Dylan Panthers. Sorry, excuse me, Dylan Beavers. I wonder why I made that mistake, right? Uh, Key Christensen's the quarterback of the undefeated Dylan Beavers. Here he is catching up with Colter Nuanez. Well, it's Friday, so that means it's Friday Night Lights all the way across the state of Montana. Big-time games everywhere. Last week, the Dillon Beavers, they had a big-time win over top-ranked Hamilton. We heard from Zach McCray, the head coach of the Dillon Beavers, last week. How about now? The senior quarterback for the Dillon, Keith Christensen, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Keith, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. First of all, just tell us uh, about last week. I mean, I know it was a big game, and it's always a big game when it's uh, Hamilton, especially given... The ties on both sides with the staff and Bryce Carver being a Dillon guy himself. So uh, what was the week like leading up to it? And, and how are you guys able to have such a nice win? Yeah, you know, it was definitely a fun game. And uh, we knew coming into that week that it was going to be a tough one. So we went to work every day in practice and just made sure that we were focused and getting better every day. And then we came out on game day and we were able to just uh, transfer over everything from practice to the game. And that that's what helped us win. Well, 35-14, certainly a, a good effort. It's been fun to follow, though, because Class A has been really competitive this year, and the Southwestern A has been really competitive. You guys have played already a ton of big games. I mean, playing Columbia Falls and Whitefish and Corvallis and all that. So do you think that the, the schedule prepared you guys for, uh, for for yet another big game last week? Yeah, you know, we definitely have a, a tougher conference, I feel like, and so just Looking to uh, looking to play a good team every week really really helps us in practices just getting better. So you know, just looking to get better every day is mainly what mainly what helps us. It's funny because Dylan has such a good program, right? So you know, it's harder to break in when you're when you're younger. But you guys have a group of guys that a lot of you played pretty early on, and now here you are, juniors and seniors. So I mean, you think that experience helps you as well? Yeah, you know, there's 11 seniors on our team right now, and so we've been playing since uh, seventh grade is when we were able to start tackle football. But even before that, we were just we we would mess around at we'd mess around at recesses just playing football. And so you know, just growing up and growing that connection, we kind of all feel each other like what our uh, style of play is. So that that's really helped over the years. Key Christensen joining us here on Nuanas now. He's the quarterback there at Dillon High School. Uh, Dylan playing Butte Central tonight. They're off to a undefeated start here uh, in the Class A uh, ranks. That part's also cool, right? You, you mentioned just playing with all these guys since you were in middle school, and I, I love that about Montana in general, and, and especially small-town Montana. But it seems like, I mean, football's always been such a big deal. Sports has always been such a big deal there in Dylan. So, I mean, did you feel that growing up? Do you remember that? And, and uh, I mean, how much has that influenced you? Just, you know, wanting to, wanting to be a Dylan Beaver, and here you are doing it now. Yeah, you know, um, whenever there was a football around, we'd, we'd love to just throw the ball around, whether it was hucking it as far as we could go or trying to outrun one of our buddies. You know, it's always a fun time. And, you know, there's only one high school in Dillon. So, I mean, we all look forward to coming here and playing for the Beavers. Is there any uh, anybody you looked up to when you were a kid? Any any former Dillon guys that, that you really idolized? 
Yeah, you know, obviously Troy Anderson of is course. a big name right now. So obviously he was always one to watch. I always liked watching uh, Tanner Haverfield because, you know, I've heard a lot of stories about him about, like, he wasn't, like, the most talkative person, but when he was able to say something, a lot of people followed him. And he was just... He was a leader by uh, by example, you know, instead of words. So that that's kind of impacted me a lot. I like uh, I I feel like I'm kind of following his footsteps also. Well, it's awesome. I mean, it's uh, it's a cool part of uh, the the legacy down there at Dillon. And I mean, how can you not look up to Troy Anderson? I mean, I'm I'm 36 years old and I look up to Troy Anderson. So it's uh, it's awesome that he's from there. So take us through then the the rest of the year. I mean, what what are some of your guys' goals? I mean, you guys are off to this awesome start. You got yourselves in a great position, but uh, still a lot to uh, work to be done. So, uh, what sort of things do you hope to accomplish here the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone is chasing down that last game at the end of the year, the state championship game. That should be uh, number one on everybody's list. So uh, with that being our number one, we're just looking um, to treat every week as the championship game, you know. This week, um, today, we have Butte Central, so we're looking to treat that as the, the championship game for this week and just pushing ourselves every every uh, week, um, not focusing quite on the end goal, but focusing on the goals in between to make sure that we accomplish those ones. Butte Central, interesting because, you know, they've, they've had great tradition over the years. They've had some good teams. This year they struggle a little bit, but they're coming off of their first win, so playing better. Uh, so what have you seen out of, out of the Maroons, and uh, what do you think of the matchup tonight? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's it's our rivalry game. So totally. We're both looking to uh, give it our best, and obviously they want to ruin our win streak right now, and we obviously want to defend that and keep it going. So we just know that we're going to get Butte Central's best and their hardest game. So we really got to come out hard and uh, just have a good game. Well, got to love it. Friday Night Lights is always the best. Key Christensen from Dillon High School here. Uh, on is now. Appreciate you being here, man. Best of luck tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. There you go. Key Christensen, quarterback down there at Dillon High School. The Beavers still undefeated. Putting that record on the line for Friday Night Lights tonight. From high school football, jumping back into college football. Montana and Idaho clashing at the Kibbe Dome tomorrow evening. That game will be brought to you on ESPN2. Uh, flexed into that spot by ESPN before the season, and it's lived up to the hype. I know Montana has had a couple setbacks this season, losing to NAU, but the Grizz, after beating a ranked UC Davis team last week, back up into the rankings, number 16th in, number 16 in the country, and Idaho's just been on fire, beat Nevada in the non-conference, went up big on Cal the week after that, Gave Sac State their first conference loss in multiple years. Went on the road and beat a ranked Eastern Washington team. And the Vandals are up to number three in the country as they prepare to host Montana on Saturday night. We'll hear from Vandals wide receiver Hayden Hatton right off right after the break. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. 
Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. Nuana is now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. 30 Seconds to Mars by The Kill, bringing you back here on your Friday that one was a Jeff Safford selection. Jeff's down at the uh, Glacier Ice Rink right now getting things set up for our Grizz Hockey broadcast this evening. Uh, but with the two of us running the show today, I gave him a little input on the playlist as well. So a joint effort for myself, Andrew Houghton, as well as Jeff Safford to bring you your playlist today. Colter Nuanez will be back in the studio on Monday. He's en route to Moscow right now for the big game between the Idaho Vandals and the Montana Grizzlies. Vandals are number three in the country. Grizz are number 16. Going to be a big one. Going to be on national TV, ESPN2, there on Saturday evening. If you're not making it to that game and you need something to do on Saturday, head over to the Axman's 50-year anniversary event. That's tomorrow from noon to 3 on Highway 10 West, the Axman's headquarters at 7655 Highway 10 West, three miles west of the Missoula Airport. They're going to have fun activities for the whole family, including glass blowing demonstration, horse-drawn wagon rides, a petting zoo, and you'll also have a chance to learn about the one-horse-at-a-time draft horse rescue. You can also enter to win enter raffles to win awesome gift baskets and the chance to win a Viking hot tub valued at almost $7,000. Again, that's the Axman's. 50-year anniversary event tomorrow, noon to 3. It's free, free for the whole family. So if you need something to do to kill time before that late, late kickoff over there in Moscow, go check that out. Here's Idaho wide receiver Hayden Hatton. Well, dual purpose here for you as we get into the meat of the Big Sky Conference schedule. Sorry, across the sidelines here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, or maybe you're listening to Vandals Weekly on Skyline Sports. Either way, we appreciate you for joining in at the University of Idaho, the host of one of the games of the week in all of college football, KB Dome, the site of number 16, Montana, at number 3, Idaho. It's on ESPN2. It's going to be a great night game there in Moscow. We're joined now by Idaho senior wide receiver Hayden Hatton. Hayden, thanks for taking a minute, man. First of all, I mean, when you hear all that, you hear all just the, the, the fanfare leading up to this. What do you think how do you feel the Kibby Dome's gonna be rocking on Saturday night yeah I mean I'm really excited for this opportunity you know uh as we've continued to improve this season every game has became a big game you know when you're once you're a high-ranked team every game matters just as much as the next one and so having an opponent like Montana come into the Kibby Dome and, and uh filling it out is it's just going to be a blast and a great experience well it's so interesting to me because you strive to be in that position right you strive to be a team where everybody's treating you like a big game. But this is relatively new during the FCS era, uh, back in the FCS for Idaho. How do you think you guys have just absorbed that and reacted to that? You know, I think it, it definitely came with the uh, just a culture change. You know, the the it's crazy how far believing that you're going to win goes. You know, and so I think that was instilled with us last year with the new coaching staff change. And you know, everybody's truly bought into it. And uh, you can see this year we've just done a great job situationally of, of taking care of business when we had to and uh, and finding ways to win. 
That also is is so interesting to me because I remember when Idaho first came back in the league just a, a year or two before you got to Moscow, and I remember watching them, looking at them, you're like, man, got some dudes, they got some good players. I mean, testament to that, there's multiple guys that are in the NFL from, from those first couple Big Sky Idaho teams. When it comes to the process of expecting and learning how to win, though, how do you go about that, and how are you guys able to turn the corner so quickly once Kochak got there? You know, I think it might sound very simple, but it's just having a coach that truly believes in his players, believes in the scheme, and puts us in a position to win, and uh, and gets the community behind you. You know, it, it's a, the this is like the first time in my college experience where I think the Kibbe Dome will be completely sold out, and um, and our attendance from these last couple of years have just skyrocketed because we have the entire city of Moscow behind us, and it just uh, it it adds a lot of belief and value. Just to the team and the program and I think having a community uh, full of boosters and people who support the Idaho Vandals just you know gives you a purpose deeper than yourself to go play the game and try to win well it's so awesome too because Idaho was so good in the 80s and 90s before they left the big sky and I think there's a ton of fans and boosters around there that remember that and we're really hoping to get that back so I mean what's the vibe like when you're on campus and where you're just out and about town I mean you probably hear from a lot of people like hey thanks for bringing Idaho football back yeah, um, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. My freshman coach from high school football, his name is Craig Junton, and he's, he was a quarterback here at the University of Idaho, and he played in the Hall of Fame, and, or he's in the Hall of Fame here. And uh, so, like, you know, having people like that who, you know, you know, support the Vandals and, and you know, care for the Vandals a ton, it's it's awesome to see how we were able to turn around just for the, the community, the people who care about the Vandals, and it's awesome to bring all these people back together and, you know, give them a, give them a real purpose to cheer for the Vandals again. Hayden Hatton here on Vandals Weekly as well as on ESPN Radio. He's a, I called you a senior, but you're actually technically a redshirt junior, right? He still could have another year if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, in, in technically, yes. It's because I just, I know you've been around for four or five years. So I was like, oh, I must be a senior. But okay, so that that's to be determined. So that'll be interesting. Uh, when it comes to this, your guys' offensive uh, performance, offensive execution, I guess, first of all, I'll start with the quarterback. Giovanni McCoy was outstanding last year, but he's been uh, even better this year. So where have you seen him grow? Where have you seen him improve? I think Giovanni and the entire football team has just improved situationally. Yeah. You know, every game, you have to take every game differently. You know, every opponent you play plays differently. Some games, you know, you watched how we played Eastern Washington. They were dropping a lot of people in coverage. A game for Giovanni to really blow the doors off, but he did a great job of, you know, carrying out his fakes, doing a great job uh, controlling the defense, calling the right audibles when we had to. And you could see, you know, it makes Anthony Woods and Nick Romano combine for like 350 yards on the ground and so that that's where I think he truly has grown is becoming a great leader of the team and, and learning how to win football games more consistently because when you have a great quarterback who understands the game it puts your team in a great position to win I also love because I mean obviously last year you guys threw the ball so well and so there's a ton of headlines for the receivers and you, know, you and Jermaine Jackson at the Big Sky kickoff and everybody's talking about this offensive trio that you guys got with uh, Gio and you guys but you guys running the ball, it seems to me, is the, the key to the whole thing. I mean, how important are Anthony Woods and Nick Romano to, to just your guys' offensive attack? 
You know, they're very important, along with our O-line. You know, they do th – that entire group has absolutely killed it this year, and they're taking advantage of their opportunities. You know, we've we've seen a lot more uh, cover two in cloud than we have in the past. You know, JJ and I aren't getting nearly as much man-to-man -man as, as we were used to, and and I respect that. I, I, I mean, I figured that would happen. And so we're just really taking advantage of it with, with our, our good O-line and our, and our great backs who are able to – make people miss in space and you know you you have to take what the defense gives you and uh if they're willing to give up 7.8 yards of carry right now we're willing to take it yeah i think everybody would i know deep down in his heart uh, old offensive lineman jason eck he definitely loves that uh, as well hayden hat joining us here uh, on nuan is now on espn radio uh, how about this matchup then with the grizz i mean we talked about the fanfare around the game and and uh, just all the hype but how about the actual opponent what, what sort of things have you seen out of montana so far this year you know, Montana's a great team, as they always are. They're 5-1, and one, just like we are. Um, and I think the, the one thing that I, I respect about Montana the most is the consistency they have to be a great team. You know, it's tough to continually reload and, and, and uh, have belief that you're going to win and trust in your guys. And they do a great job of, of reloading and having guys every year. So I think uh, going against a team like Montana this year, um, it's just another great opportunity for us to display what we can do and uh, to go do it against a great opponent. Did you see, I'm sure you've only looked at a little bit of it as we talk here on this Tuesday, but it seemed to me like Montana was doing a little bit different stuff against UC Davis than they have uh, pretty much for the duration of the last couple of years. Did you notice anything like that? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're playing a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, um, yeah. a little bit of a little bit of cover two where they roll the because yep. they, they they have a they have a funky defense. It's a defense that you have to watch a lot of film on because they run like a three three five, right? Which is three down linemen, three linebackers, five people in coverage. But really, they have the five people in coverage. They always have like a guy like Fouch or somebody walking down. Yes plan to run as well so uh it's just they give you a lot of different looks they blitz a ton that's how they they continue to like cover all their gaps is they all they're always practically bringing somebody on every play so it's just being able to identify that and i think they're going to play every team slightly differently you know it's a well-coached team you can see that with their special teams they're always doing a couple of different things and they're always they're changing things up and i think that's that's what keeps them uh keeps you know other teams on their toes and keeps it unpredictable but uh it's just being able to identify their tendencies and see what they're doing and and you know getting the o-line counted correctly so we can protect vani well you know in the pocket yeah it's great great breakdown by you i, I certainly um see that when i watch them as well they were so much you know this man-to-man -man or quarters for the last several years because they bring all that pressure but now they're doing some complex coverage stuff on the back end too and you can see it at least lately paying benefits for montana hayden hatton here uh, on nuanas now uh, last couple things for you i mean what do you remember about last year's game and and uh, does that play at all into your mentality coming into this year I guess the only thing I remember from last year's game is, is, like, the only thing I'm carrying over is just the tendencies of each individual player that were still there because they seem to be doing a lot of different stuff. Last year, we got a lot of man-to-man, -man, and they did a great job stopping the run, and they were vulnerable, you know, deep. I don't know what they plan on doing this year. You know, every team we've played, they've had a, a different scheme than we thought they were going to have when they come play us. I think that just carrying over from last year, just the, uh, the, the belief that we're going to win, you know, 
know, I think that we need to carry that over into every game. And uh, just for me, remembering the tendencies that certain players had, you know, how to get open on them. And you you almost learn more from the – you could watch a ton of film, and, and film is great. And, I, you know, I, I, I learn a lot and learn a lot of tendencies. But from the first snap, you could see how they're going to really, truly play you, um, either to the boundary or to the field as a receiver. And you, you learn so much from that first drive. Fascinating. Be fun to watch. Saturday night at the Kibbe Dome, Montana at Idaho. Hayden Hatton joining us here on ESPN Radio and the Big Sky Breakdown. I mean, last thing for you then, uh, keys to victory for you guys, and, and what would it mean to get a win on Saturday? You know, the keys to victory for us is uh, remaining composed. You know, there's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of people who support us. You know, a lot of my ex-teammates are going to be there. It's, it's going to be a great environment, but no matter what happens, remaining composed, continue uh, having that belief that we're going to win and, uh, and just doing your job. You know, all of us, if we, if we stay, stay within ourselves, do our job, everything will work out. You know, we can't just step outside of our comfort zone. Just do our thing, do our job, and everything will be fine. Well, excited to see the Kibbe Dome rocking on Saturday night. We're coming over there the next couple weekends, so it'll be fun to, to take in all what Idaho has to offer. Hayden Hatton here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown as well as Nuanas. Now, Hayden, appreciate it, man, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.